Welcome to Coffee Talk with Linda. I'm Linda Davis. Before we dive into God's Word today, a little bit about myself. I love Jesus. I love coffee. And I love sharing both of those along with the keys to abundant living. So if you haven't already, grab a cup of coffee and join me today as I talk about not missing our moment. Let's not miss our moment. Today we are building on our podcast from last week. If you haven't had a moment to listen to it, it's for such a time as this. Go back and take a moment and listen to it. I believe it's only about 15 minutes long, but it will set the foundation of what we're building on today. Because we're talking about when we're placed in a such a time as this, this week we're talking about not missing that moment because we can actually miss that moment. So how do we not miss it? Because if you look at Esther and you look in Isaiah, I mean, basically God's word will be accomplished. It's going to be fulfilled in the perfected way he has for it to be In other words, he will receive his end result. So we have to decide and determine, will it be what he intended through us to flow through us? And so I want to take just a moment and jump back to Esther 4, verse 14, and a key phrase that Mordecai told Esther that we have to take into consideration as we think about the potential of missing our moment. In Esther chapter 4, verse 14, Mordecai is telling Esther, if you keep silent at this time, relief and deliverance shall arise for the Jews from elsewhere. It's going to happen. Will it be through you, Esther? Will it be through us today? We have moments that we have to stand up and speak out And understanding and even knowing in that moment, it could cost us everything. Everything. But will we do it? Or will we shrink back in fear? Will we look for a way out? Will we excuse? Will we justify? So Mordecai continuing. Relief and deliverance shall arise for the Jews from elsewhere, but you and your father's house will perish. You know, and I think Mordecai's thinking here, maybe Esther's thinking she's protected because she's in the king's palace and the king loves her. But Mordecai's kind of saying, nope, if it's going to cost every other Jew, remember you're Jewish, it's going to cost you. And who knows, this is Mordecai continuing to Esther, who knows but that you have come to the kingdom for such a time as this and for this very occasion. He's not saying he knows for sure, but he's saying, who knows? This may be your whole point of being there. And we all have our who knows moments. Who knows? Maybe God has placed you on that path, placed you in that room, placed you in front of those people or that person or that group for such a time as this, and for this very occasion you find yourself in, especially the ones you don't understand. Who knows? 
Don't miss your moment. And I love, I love Esther's response. This is what I desire all of you to respond. Like this. This is what I desire me to respond. I mean, Esther knows this can cost her her life. I don't want you to miss that. If you didn't listen to last week's podcast, really quickly, she's letting Mordecai know, um, if the king hasn't called me in, if the king hasn't called anybody in, doesn't matter who it is, and I'm paraphrasing, they can be killed. And there's only one way their life will be saved, if the king extends the scepter. And by the way, the king hasn't called me in 30 days. But regardless of that, she responds after Mordecai tells her, who knows, this could be your very occasion in life. After that, she responds back, go gather all the Jews that are present in Shushan and fast for me. Like Esther had some wisdom here to know, I really need prayer. I really need some covering here because there's a lot at risk. And it's not just about me. There's a whole people at risk. So please be fasting. And there's nothing wrong with rallying the troops. Esther was rallying the support. We need to rally some support sometimes. We need to know sometimes when we're going into a situation where we're going to have to stand up, where we're going to have to speak out, maybe we need some prayer coverage. Maybe we need to reach out to some people that we can say, hey, I I need your coverage here. And so Esther is sending word to Mordecai to fast and pray. And she also, she's not just expecting everybody else to do it. She's going to fast and pray. She's not going to eat or drink anything for three days. And she's going to have her maidservants do it also. And then she will go to the king. This is all in verse 16 of Esther chapter 4. And this is what she says. And this is where our heart needs to be. Then I will go to the king. Though it is against the law. And that's a little nugget right there. You know, sometimes, and I'm not telling you to break the law, but sometimes God's law overrides law, man's law. And you hear it said a lot, well, we have to submit to the law. There'll be a day that it's going to be our God or man-made law. And that's where Esther is in this moment. And I'm not talking about speeding. I'm not talking about the little laws that we know we're all supposed to obey. So I'm not talking about that stuff. But I'm just saying, in this moment, if she obeyed the law, the Jewish people, including herself, would have perished. But God was saying, no, I've got you. Go speak up. Go make your statement. Go plead for my people. And do it with support and prayer coverage. It's a lot in here. This is how we don't miss our moment. We rally the troops. We have some support with us. We know that we know God has said. We prepare ourselves in prayer. Our inner circle, our outer circle, whoever we can, 
and we go and we do what God said to do. And he'll cover us, as scary as it is. You'll see through the rest of Esther that he covers her in a major way. And so she says, then I will go to the king, though it is against the law, and if I perish, I perish. That's powerful. And I love this. Mordecai went and did all that Esther had commanded him, asked him in verse 17. So he wasn't like, I'm the teacher. I'm the one that raised you. I'm the mentor. No, you're not going to tell me what to do. You're not going to ask. You're not going to put demands on me. You know, it was a two-way street with them. They had an understanding because they both were seeking the heart of God. That's another way you don't miss your moment. Seek the heart of God, never the heart of man. What is God saying? What is God doing? Ask him. Ask God. Right? James chapter 1, verse 5 tells us if any of us lack wisdom, what are we supposed to simply do? Ask God. Why? Because God gives it liberally. Wisdom. Just ask and it's going to be given to you. The wisdom of God. James 1 chapter 5 in the Amplified says this. If any of you is deficient in wisdom, let him ask of the given God. What, if we, what do we do if, we're, if we go to the doctor and, and they're like, oh, you're deficient in iron? What do we do? We get iron, <laughs> right? If, if our blood work shows a deficiency in any area, what do we do? We do what it takes to correct that so we will feel better. The word of God is saying if you lack wisdom, if you're deficient in wisdom, get wisdom. How do you get wisdom? You go to God and he gives you wisdom. Let him ask of the given God to, who gives to everyone liberally and ungrudgingly without reproach or fault finding and it will be given to him. And here's a key. See, we always have to look for the keys. You know, that's, that's one of the things that I say. I like to share keys to abundant living. Why? Because there's keys in the Bible that I think we miss on a regular basis. And we read a promise in the Bible and we're like, why, why aren't I sitting in that? Why aren't I walking in that? Why haven't I attained that yet? Because you missed a key. Because I missed a key. The ifs, the ands, the buts, the howevers, the therefores, all those in the Bible, they're keys. So one of the keys here in James, right, five, ask wisdom. Like I said, we're wondering why we haven't gotten it. You have to go down to verse six. Only it must be in faith. It has to be in faith that we're asking without wavering. We can't ask then doubt. Gee, I'm going to ask for wisdom, but will God really give me wisdom? I'm going to ask for wisdom, but does God see me worthy of wisdom? I'm going to ask for wisdom, but would God really use me? We can't do that. That's a double-edged mind. It's a wavering. It's a tossing in the waves. No, as a matter of fact, that uh, James 1 verse 6 says that actually. Uh, asks with no wavering for the one who wavers is like billowing surge out at sea that is blown 
here and there and tossed by the wind. I didn't even realize that was actually that verse. So that's a key to abundant living right there. Yeah, ask for wisdom, but believe while you're asking that he will actually give you wisdom. I mean, he's got it. He's overloaded with it. It's not like he only has a small portion and he can only give a little bit. Ask God, am I supposed to say something? And if he says yes, ask him, how am I supposed to go about it? Never assume. Sometimes we ask God and we get our yes or we get our go or we get our speak and then we do it on our own. We forget to ask, what does this look like? How do I do this? When do I do this? Is it now? Is it later? Is it tomorrow? Is it for five years down the road? For me personally, I've gotten ahead of God a few times. He spoke, yes, and I've gone and done before he said go to the plan he laid out. And you learn that by doing that, basically. So ask him for wisdom to discern, right? There's a spirit of discernment. Ask him for that. Ask him to know when to speak, when to open your mouth, when to close your mouth. There's times we're talking about speaking, we're talking about standing up, we're talking about going forth, but there's also times to not speak, to just sit and wait, right? Wait. Those that wait upon the Lord will renew their strength. So we have to have the wisdom to know. That was an area the Lord really worked in me Years and years ago, I opened my mouth too much. And the Lord had to show me, sometimes it's just better to keep your mouth closed, Linda. And it was through his wisdom. Actually, and it was through some trial and error, truthfully, of him speaking to me and me not listening and speaking what I wanted to speak anyway. And then watching the fallout of that, I learned that really was God trying to save me from that. So some things he's trying to save you from, other things he wants you to speak up because he's trying to save other people from something. And we have to know the difference. How do we know the difference? Through the Lord. Ecclesiastes chapter 3, it tells us, right? There's a time for everything. Everything under the sun, as a matter of fact. Everything has a season. Every moment in our life is an intended season. That's powerful. And it says there's a time to speak and a time to keep silent. Don't miss either of those moments. There's a time to separate from ungodly relationships. And there's time to reconcile relationships and watch them transform and into godly relationships, or you reconcile them as godly relationships. Ask God. He knows. And I really want to encourage you not to allow fear to cause you to miss your moment. Even manipulation, don't allow manipulation to cause you to miss your moment. Don't allow 
fear to cause what you know is black or white to look gray to you because just because you're fearful of what the cost may be. Remember what Esther said, if I perish, I perish. Anything God asks us to do, he's with us while we do it. He's not leaving us there alone to do, alone to do it. He tells us, right? He told Joshua, he told Jeremiah, you know, don't be afraid of their faces. He told Joshua, be strong and courageous. I mean, really, let's jump to Jeremiah, right? Chapter one, uh, my goodness, don't be afraid of their faces. Don't be afraid of the opinion of man. Let God lead. Let God show you. Let God give you courage, just like he told Joshua, you know, be of good courage. Both of them, he spoke those things to. Because I'm with you wherever you go. I'm not sending you in alone, Jeremiah. I'm not sending you in alone, Joshua. I'm not sending you in alone, Linda. Put your name there. I'm not sending you in alone. I mean, just like Esther. Esther was young. So was Jeremiah, actually. And he could, he could have used that as an excuse. It probably tried to because it actually... Go to Jeremiah um, chapter 1 for a moment, right? Uh, and, and the Lord's talking to... Jeremiah, and he's saying, don't say I'm only a youth. Like he's already saying to him, don't use, d- d- I already knew you. If you go up a few verses, this is where it's before I formed you in the womb. I knew and approved of you. Wow. Before he formed us in the womb, he knew and approved of us. He did as Ecclesiastes says, he put us in this time and season because everything has a time and season. He knew we could do what he put us here to do. Each and every one of us. He said, I need this one here at this time for this thing. And we walk it out and learn what it is through life. But don't miss it. There are many people that miss their moments. Guarantee you, don't be one of them. I don't want to be one of them. Don't miss your moment. He continues to say to Jeremiah, For you shall go to all whom I shall send you, and whatever I command you, you shall speak. Verse 8, be not afraid of them or their faces, for I am with you to deliver you, says the Lord. I mean, he's not sending them in alone. He's not sending you in alone. Never. And I love what he says in verse 9. I have put my words in your mouth. So let's make sure we're speaking what God intends us to speak. Always. And be in the strength of the Lord. If you jump all the way and still in verse 1 over to uh, verse 17. But you, Jeremiah, gird up your loins. Strengthen yourself. Pull yourself up, basically. Rise up. That's today's language. And tell them all, all that I command you. Don't leave anything out. Do not be dismayed. And this is, this is huge right here. Do not be dismayed and don't break down at the sight of their faces. Don't do it. If you do, now I'm kind of paraphrasing this, but this is all says this in verse 17 of Jeremiah chapter 1. If you do, I'm going to confound you before men. I'm going to cause confusion to come upon you. And I will permit, I will allow you to be overcome. Wow. So do not be dismayed and break down, hover, 
Step back, shrink back. In fear, don't do it. Don't let it happen. Don't be dismayed. Don't break down. Gird up your loins. Rise up, stand up, and tell them, speak out everything I ask you to speak out. Don't miss your moment. Cover yourself in prayer. Ask others to pray for you. Ask for wisdom from the Lord. Walk in his discernment and stand up and speak out. And do not be afraid of the faces before you. And I want to encourage you to join me next Friday, again with your coffee. I'll meet you right here, and we're going to talk about choices to be made.